Vivek Ramaswamy may have stolen most of the headlines last week at the first Republican debate, but one story that got swept under the rug was Oliver Anthony's response to Fox News using his hit song, Rich Men North of Richmond, during the broadcast. We'll be discussing that response, the song itself, and what we on the left can learn from this whole story here on the left wing. I'm John Cooper from Counterpoint Politics, joined by my co-host, Dr. Erica from Cocktails and Capitalism, TJ Whitehead from Powers Taken Not Given, and our first-time guest, Craig from Voices from the Left podcast. Let's get to it. <laughs> so I doubt that Richmond, North of Richmond, needs much introduction. That song has been all over the place. It's been number one on the charts uh, for the last two weeks. Uh, the singer, Oliver Anthony, basically became a household name overnight uh, when it became viral um, after you know, mostly conservative, um, you know, pundits started sharing it on social media. Um, obviously, that then sparked criticism from the left and leftists started criticizing many of the song's lyrics, um, especially about welfare recipients and speculating that Anthony might be an industry plant. Um, and if that whole story there sounds familiar, it's probably because we discussed basically the same story about a month ago when we talked about Jason Aldean's uh, Try That in a Small Town. Uh, basically the same exact thing happened. Uh, there's a controversial, you know, I know that it's more of a folk song, Richmond, North of Richmond, but we'll call it a country song. Um, you know, controversial country song happens. It rises to number one on the charts um, with a wave of conservative support. You know, the, the leftists criticize it and it becomes even more popular. Um, but I think there's some key differences between the two songs. Um, number one being that Richmond, North of Richmond is actually good. Um, <laughs> I that in a small town. And I'm not that I'm a huge country guy, but I am. I do listen to a lot of folk music. And, you know, it's not my favorite folk song in the world, but I was like, no, that's a, it's a genuinely a good song. That Dude's song got pipes. actually, he does. Yeah. He has pipes. Like he's a good <laughs> singer and it's pretty well written, Um, you know, minus a couple of lines that I do disagree with, but like it does get to, it has heart and soul um uh, unlike uh you know what was basically written by an ai try that in small town mm -hmm. um and the other part of this that i think is a key distinction is that anthony you know, oliver anthony seems to be walking the talk and trying to like stay above that controversy instead of just riding it to as many dollars as he can um which seemed to be the entire intent behind jason aldean's song uh, like as I mentioned before, he openly criticized Fox News for using his song during the debate, saying that it cracks him up that the candidates were talking about his song on stage because he wrote it about them. Like he wanted to make it very clear that like this song wasn't a Joe Biden protest song; it was a politicians protest song. All of the rich men north of Richmond, not just on one side, and because it kind of came into public consciousness uh, from conservative pundits. I think a lot of people on the left were a little too quick to jump on it. Um, I do think there are valid criticisms of the song, but personally, I see this whole thing as a point to come together and and, and have genuine conversations with people because I I think 80% of the songs are really good. And there's a couple of lines in there that are like, err. Um, but I feel like it can be used as a conversation starter between you know the two sides of the aisle here. Um, Erica, I know, you know, you <laughs> you texted the group chat yesterday and you were like, man, I was listening to Richmond, North of Richmond song and I totally missed these lyrics. Quote, if you're five foot three and you're 300 pounds, taxes ought not to pay for your bags of fudge rounds. And you wrote, yikes. So <laughs> uh, can you elaborate on that? On that yikes? Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the song. I think like 
he correctly identifies that the working class is being screwed over and that, uh, you know, working people are just uh, having a really, really tough time. Um, but then he, to kind of diagnose the problem or like point at like, where where's the cause? He points at welfare, you know? And I think by scapegoating the welfare system here, instead of the real villains who are actually making it so that everyone is poor while they reap all of the benefits of this economic system, the people who are not paying any taxes, the billionaires and millionaires who literally have rigged the system so they have to pay nothing in taxes while the little working guy is fucking footing the bill for everything in this country. That's the scandal here. So I think like it's it's frustrating to see, even though he says so many things that I agree with about the Richmond north of Richmond, um, you know, he, I, his his concern is so genuine and I it definitely resonates right or left, you know, um, but to turn around and say it's the fat people on welfare that are the problem, not the fat cats on Wall Street and the rich billionaires who are soaking up all the wealth like that. I think he and I think like when I listen to his interview where he's talking about or his like video response to the Republican debate, he's the first thing he says is the one thing that has bothered me is seeing people wrap politics up into it. And that line tells me that this guy is not a political actor at all. <laughs> he's not a political thinker. He has like some very genuine and heartfelt and, you know, grounded in reality concerns um, but he he didn't didn't want it to be politicized when he's writing about welfare. He's writing about the people, um, you know, in D.C. and holding us down, you know, like it's it's just very frustrating where like it's almost all, all the pieces are almost there to make it a song that I really, really love. But um, but I think like it does point to a lot of the confusion in the Republican Party about um their ideologies <laughs> so maybe we can talk yeah. a little bit more about that coming up well so all right first i'll say the uh the bag of fudge rounds line i, I said yikes too for that reason but also because it's the worst bar in the song like it doesn't <laughs> yeah. flow yeah. it's mm -hmm. choppy it it's like it's like man you could have used two or three more drafts to make that kind of flow nicely like bag of fudge yeah. rounds it's ugh, awful but also i like, I want to be mad at this guy. Like, I really want to, but I can't because, like, he's, I don't want to say dumb. Like, dumb's the wrong word. Like, I want to say he's a dumb guy, but he's just a guy who's just, just incredibly misinformed about politics. He doesn't know shit about politics. And uh, he knows that politicians are screwing us over. He knows that part, but he can't articulate how. And so he lashes out to, oh, you know, the fat cats in Washington are, uh, you know, they're they're the rich men north of Richmond. They're they're also it's hilarious that he said, I can't believe people are making this political. Yeah, oh, right? yeah. You're talking about Washington <laughs> yeah. D.C. Well, what the yeah. fuck is wrong with you? I said, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah you, you can't, you know, <laughs> sing a song about Orlando. I like, can't be bringing Disney into this. It's like, it's <laughs> but it's, once again, dumb guy is kind of what I'm thinking here. But here's the sad thing that I saw yesterday that this guy was being interviewed on Joe Rogan's show. And I said, of yeah. course, of course he is. Yeah. Because yeah. as much as I, it pains me to say this, I, I it, it is, I lose sleep over the shit. 
is that Oliver Anthony and Joe Rogan, to the extent that an American middle exists, that's what it looks like. It looks like people, <laughs> it does. It, it looks like people who say, yeah, you know, uh, like politicians are fucked up. They're, they're, they've clearly, you know, dropped the ball in running this whole country thing. And, you know, they'll probably have some reactionary views here or there. Like, oh, I'm kind of weirded out by trans folks. And man, I have a cousin who's lazy as shit and is on welfare. And I'm going to extrapolate that to every person who's on welfare in the country. And that that is a, a sizable chunk of the American population. And so I, with people like us who are really involved in politics, it is infuriating when people say shit like Oliver Anthony says, is like, I don't identify with the right or the left. I'm not on either side because 70% of the time when someone says that, they're just a right winger who's embarrassed to admit they're a right winger. Like that's <laughs> that's that's what it is. It's because you that's just true. They don't want they don't want it that the Republicans have done something absolutely, you know, reprehensible and they don't want to defend it. But 30% of the time, it's just people who have no fucking clue what they're talking about. And you ask them, it's like, okay, so you say you're not on the right, you're not on the left, fine. I'm not going to ask you to identify with, uh, you know, one side or the other, but I care about your values. I care about what you find important and what needs to be done. And they'll say stuff like, well, I just think that politicians are, you know, are evil and they're wrong. And what we need to do is to come together as Americans and you know, kick out those guys in office and do what's right by the people. It's like, homie, that doesn't mean anything. Like that is like, <laughs> that is the most vapid useless. Anybody could say that shit, but people say this all the time and get, they get yeah, that's right. This is the guy that's speaking for us. It's like, no, he's not speaking. He's not saying anything. And then when you dig a little bit deeper, a lot of times the reviews, you know, start to get kind of reactionary and weird. Like, you know, like, like he, this Oliver Anthony guy, I remember they were talking about, Hey, you know, what's up with you shitting on, you know, people on welfare just because they're overweight? And his answer was, listen, you know, I'm just saying that I saw this article about uh, people on welfare and how, you know, the food that they're eating is, uh, is unhealthy and the government isn't doing enough to make sure that, uh, you know, they have a proper food supply. But buddy, that is not what you said. Like, that is not no, what you said at all. No. Like, don't be a coward. Stand behind your shitty lyric. And it's just it's just very annoying that he's cowering behind the, uh, oh, I'm not political thing, which fine, you know, you clearly aren't, but you can't <laughs> write a song about Washington, D.C. And then just like, oh, my God, I can't believe people are talking about politics. It's It's very annoying. <laughs> Fred, what do you think? So I, I had like two things. You know, the the fact that the Republicans tried to co-opt it to say it was an attack on Biden is, you know, that's classic them, right? Um <laughs> classic you know, them. It is it is. It's just what they do stuff like that all the time. It's constant, right? Again, do you not, blame them though? Do you blame because I no, mean because it works. Yeah, yeah right? it works. Exactly. Yeah, it works for them. hundred percent works for them. It's always about it's always about the outgroups with them, right? Yeah. There's and, so many songs Republicans inappropriately misappropriate <laughs> and they constantly get like cease and desisted. Like the bake just got cease and desisted by Eminem. Like it's terrible. Yeah. And the other thing I, I thought of when I when I heard it and about what you guys were talking about, you know, hating on people on welfare and them being part of the problem, you know, it it very much is the idea that if if you identify that the the people in charge, quote unquote, the elected officials 
the the people in the capitalist class are are the problem how can you then turn around and say it's the the people from the working class that are part of the problem i don't i don't understand how that 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 doesn't you know there's i don't know if it's cognitive dissonance there or what but it's just it just doesn't doesn't check out like if you really believe that the the capitalist class is the problem you wouldn't think that your neighbor who's getting assistance whether you agree with them having it or not is the problem it's it's if you talk to your, well, it's like Winston Churchill said, which fuck that guy, but it's like Winston Churchill said that uh, <laughs> the, the the best argument against democracy is a five minute conversation with the average voter. And it's like, uh, oh you, so you talk to people like that and they'll say, uh, yeah, you know, uh, we, we have a problem and we need to take care of this. And the problem is poor people, but also rich people. Say, okay, it can't be both. Like, like how, how is right. this the case? But it happens all the time because- like people's frame of reference with politics is just so incredibly limited and uh it's it's really commonplace and it's very and and, and a lot of people's uh a lot of people's political uh their political uh stances are just so incredibly incongruent like they'll say things like well you know i think we should have universal health care like i think the government should to take care of that but i don't want taxes to go up it's like man like i got bad news for you okay and it's just like they do this all the time and like it's it's frustrating for us i remember i remember back when uh right after trump won in 2016 i saw this uh news inter this news uh interview of this uh, older couple and they asked them hey who did you vote for in 2016 they said well we voted for trump and they said but you know we voted for obama in 2012 and we also voted for him in 2008. And in 2000 and 2004, we voted for Bush. And I was like, what? Like, how? Like, how are you going from Bush to Obama to Trump unless you're just voting on vibes? You're just voting on like, you know, like this, this, this nebulous set of what feels good. And a lot that works with a lot of people. And that's exactly who Oliver Anthony is. Like, he's just a guy who sees things are fucked up. I'm going to complain about things that I don't like, but that's not political. Politics is just like when you go vote in the, uh, you know, every two years, but complaining about what's going on in society, that's not politics. It's, it's, it's aggravating as hell. So I'm going to get on my soapbox here because <laughs> I, I agree with a lot of things you say, TJ. We agree on many things. And I've seen many people, I think, have the wrong take on this mm-hmm. that I respect dearly. Like people on like people I don't even know, but I just like follow their content. I'm like, I don't like how the left in general has reacted to this mm-hmm. because just what I said earlier in our education one, there is no student. There's only bad teacher. We have a tendency to make fun of that Joe Rogan centrist, like like you're describing for mm-hmm. having a complaint having a general vague, accurate idea of what that complaint is, but not understanding the mechanisms for which to solve that complaint and ending up in, on the on the wrong side of the issue, right? And it's like, to me, someone who has the right complaint, but has the wrong way of addressing it, that's not their fault. Like, that's our fault for not putting it forward because we spend all of our time understanding these things and learning these things and learning what policies are going to solve these problems but like they got fucking kids and they're also like trying to make ends meet and like they they don't they don't value spending the time to like learn it like we do yeah you know and we're all here struggling we're all here struggling together and if we make fun of the people who like 
get 90% there and then take the wrong left turn, who, who do you think they're going to hang out with? You think they're going to hang out with us who's making fun of them or they're going to hang out with Joe Rogan who's smoking pot with them, you know? And if they start hanging out with Joe Rogan, well, then they get down the rabbit hole and then they start yeah. hanging out with Jordan Peterson. And then they, you know, and and that's how it works. And and like I, I saw the knee jerk reaction from the left on this was to make fun of it. And I agree with making fun of a lot of things, but I, I really do feel like 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 the line there, the fudge rounds line, which was bad as great as the rich men north of richmond like that line is so good the fudge the fudge round lines oh, it's is so just, bad it's not so a good bad. line like politic politically whatever it could be whatever but it, poetically it is, it's just horrible. poetically it's the worst <laughs> line in the song but like literally right before that it's it says i wish politicians oh that whole like minors one which like eh, whatever yeah. i i can li- take take it or leave it um but like Lord, we got folks in the street, ain't got nothing to eat, and the obese milk and welfare. And then he says the fudge rounds line. Yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah. we know that, yeah, the way you solve that problem is with a different kind of welfare. Like, we have a stupid welfare system. A smart welfare system is how you, you, you solve that problem. But, like... Corporate welfare. Yeah, the They correctly identified the problem. I I think that this presents such an opportunity for the left to present itself to these people in the middle and go, yeah, no, yeah, you got it. It's it's the rich people. And you know how we um, solve the problem of the people not having anything to eat? Um, We take money away from the rich people and give them food, (laughs) you know? And it's like, you're so close. And I was just... I feel like we dropped the ball on this one as, as a collective left to use this as an outreach opportunity. And we used it as an opportunity to make fun of a guy who his heart's in the right place. I genuinely believe this guy's heart's in the right place. So what you described, though, is like 80 percent of the Republican Party. They 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 identify the problems. They identify yeah. that, you know, they don't have enough money to buy a house. They can't mm-hmm. spend time with their kids. Uh, you know, uh, their kids aren't going to be able to for it. social security is drying up like all these issues like the complaints yeah. like 80 percent republican complaints are dead fucking on yeah. and then their answer is it's the trans folks that are ruining yeah. all this and so yeah. i'm like look that that's not true and like this is this is what this is where we get tripped up uh because i i what i always say is that uh people on the right, you know trump supporters and stuff like that my, my i'm far more interested in mobilizing the left than converting the right but uh, I am not against converting people on the right. You know, if uh, I my 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 stance with them is I talk, you listen. I'm not interested in debating them. That's that's how I look at it. But uh, but most of them can't be saved. But those who can be saved are definitely worth saving. That, that, that's how I look at it. But um, they uh, you can you ever go to a bar like in a working class neighborhood? I sound like some sort of like rich dude. You ever go down to the working class neighborhoods? <laughs> <laughs> Slum it with the uh, <laughs> society, with the poor. Yeah. <laughs> drinking natty lights. But uh, <laughs> you know, ever talk to uh to, to those people, everything I say as a leftist, they're on board with. They're like, wow, you know, yeah, I do want stronger families. Yeah, I do want my school to function properly. Yes, I do want the streets the streets to be paved. And then I say, okay, well, here's how we do it. And like, well, I can't vote for that, you know, because that person went to a BLM rally. That is what happens with people on the right all the time. And so, yeah, like he his complaints are right, 
But having the right complaints, I don't think it's halfway. That's like 25% because I think almost everyone has the exact same complaints. The solutions are what I care about. And yeah, like I didn't make fun of the guy. Like I didn't do a video on it because once again, like I don't, I don't care about that stuff. I, I really, don't. but, but uh, I try my, I try my best to, you know, force that direction. But I, I, I am aggravated by it because you know it's they're, they're, they're just like, what do you want? That's what I ask. Like whenever they complain, okay, what do you want? And it's always something incredibly reactionary. Like, oh, all right, sorry, not, not interested. I mean, I think. Um that it's really important in kind of in line with what you're saying, John, that leftists try to do a better job of not alienating folks that are slightly to the right of them, slightly to the center. That is something that like, that's why I don't talk a lot of shit on liberals. Unlike a lot of leftists, they're just like, ha, like all of their memes are about like fucking liberals and how stupid they are and everything. When literally liberals are the ones that we can be the most reachable people to bring yeah. into our fucking um you know understandings of the world and of capitalism and the problems in this world so like it doesn't help to alienate folks it i i do think that like there is a lot of good out of the fact that um the there were some problems that are kind of universal that were identified here that right and left can kind of um start thinking about together um you know i hopefully we can try to use this to just like be a little bit gentler um the, i don't i don't know i mean i feel like yeah we're just so so nasty to each other um when we could really be converting people and onto our side and instead we're we're holding people down so uh i kind of uh got derailed there but <laughs> well it's so the, the question here is that we we have the right we have the evidence the data we have the right answers that kicking people off of welfare isn't going to help people to stop starving in the streets we know that for a fact mm -hmm. we have reality behind us and tj you're saying that you know 80 percent of republicans they identify those issues and they just have the wrong solutions mm -hmm. to me that means we're doing a shitty fucking job of winning the argument like like we're doing something wrong if that's if that's the result you know yeah. like it, it and and i i do think like if if i was a more significant figure on the left i'd be reaching the fuck out to oliver anthony and being like hey let's do whatever the fuck you want to talk about i'll talk about it with you it doesn't have to be xyz whatever it is but like people like that that like i think joe rogan is the same exact thing like i'm glad you brought him up because i genuinely feel like and I think I've said this before, like before the whole like COVID thing and he went anti-vax and stuff, Joe Rogan was saying a lot of leftist shit to a lot of right wing people and getting them to agree with it. And like it's the, it's those people like that that I feel like there's so many knee jerk reactions to immediately because it's the aesthetics. It's it's not the politics. It's not the solutions. That guy's aesthetics screamed right wing. And the right-wing conservatives heard the fudge rounds dog whistle and went, he's one of us and we're going to run with it. And this is yeah. going to feed our base. And the base mm -hmm. loved it. And he was like, he he genuinely didn't realize the fudge rounds thing was a dog whistle. He genuinely like didn't I, get I, that. I just like, <laughs> I don't get it. I just don't get it. He, <laughs> I, I, I literally listened to like most of his like songs, like in preparing for this, not like seriously taking a look academic look at the lyrics, but like, 
he does just kind of say things that don't always line up. Yeah, like that's just, he's, he's not a perfect, like he's a random dude who's putting shit on the internet that yeah. randomly became a massive sensation. Yeah. He hit a chord. Like he wasn't prepared for this. And to, to judge, you know, what he's doing as if he's a Jason Aldean who has millions of no, dollars. Absolutely money, you know? not, yeah. And, and uh, that song was, we've discussed it, but like, to me, I just feel like, I think that the left, they say, Oh, the, you know, they correctly identify that there's a lot of common issues. They correctly identify that, you know, the Republicans are winning these guys over. But then I, I feel like the next step we need to take is go, okay, well, that's our fault. Even if it isn't our fault, we need to treat well, it like it's our fault and figure out how to fix the problem. Well, uh, I'm sorry, Craig, I jumped. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was this real quick. that, uh, Yes, I think that uh, most leftists don't realize how incredibly off-putting their language and demeanor is. They they mm-hmm. really don't. Uh, yeah. Because a lot of things is like, in order to become a leftist, there's so much you need to learn. Like, and mm-hmm. and, and so our like, if you just go through the American education system, you will come out a conservative. Like, like without any you know political leanings, you will be fairly right wing, center right at best. And, you know, learning about class consciousness and about, uh, you know, uh, anything with socialism, like any any like intersectionality, uh, what racism means academically versus what it means colloquially, like you will never learn that without, you know, years of study. So our language is like necessarily academic and you lose people. And one thing I I like to try to do is stay away from that. Like, like mm-hmm. make the language yeah. as palatable as possible. Yeah. Like, there's some things that I don't say. Like, for example, like I don't make the, uh, I, I've seen so many arguments where people talk about white people can't be racist. And I get it. I know what racism means in a textbook. I fucking understand. But your average person hears racism. They are not thinking power structures. They're thinking prejudice. So when you go out the gate and say white people can't be racist, they're like, that's ridiculous. Of course, uh, or black or black people can't be racist. Like, of course, that's ridiculous. Like, don't do it. Just just meet people where they are and speak to them in a language that they understand. And yeah, you'll feel like you're talking down to them because you are. But I mean, it's just <laughs> like you 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 have to do it to make it work. And and lefties are we are. And since we and since all of us have gone through this, uh, this, uh, you know, this crucible to like sharpen our skills and our knowledge or whatever, we we we're eternal losers. I always say like of the left, like, you know, ever since Marx, we get our asses kicked all the time. Like our, our wildest dreams, we get a 10 percent victory. So we need <laughs> to find victory somewhere. So we get it in like fighting other leftists. We need to prove who's yeah. the smartest <sighs> one. And I hate that. Like, I hate yeah. that. Not always trying to one up each other. It is so like it's like it's like a it's why like you you will never see like a a Trump like figure for a leftist. Like Bernie is the closest thing, and it's nowhere near as close as as what Trump was. It's like like right wingers fall like a left wingers fall in love, right wingers fall in line. Like they will follow orders like good little soldiers, and and we don't like we're we're contrarians that way. So it it is (laughs) difficult, but it's necessarily difficult because. It's hard to combat right wing um, marketing and messaging because like try tr- you tell me uh, a, a quippier, more succinct way to argue there's only two there's only two genders. Like that's easy. It's easy to say you don't got to explain anything, but it's like, well, no, gender is actually a spectrum. You're already losing. You're already losing. And so it's just it's just more difficult for us, uh, you know, by necessity. And that's why yeah. we got to work 10 times harder. 
Yep. <laughs> right. Well, and I, I, the common ground thing that I think all three of you have talked about is that's the part that regardless of what issue you stand on left or right, you know, the song identified that there is an issue with politicians and the, just the way our system works in general. Right. So trying to find that common ground without making fun of the fun of a person who might think differently than you on all these other issues, but on this one thing you have common ground on, it's, it's really hard. Like you said, TJ, it's, it's, it's hard to understand and how to have that like ability to, to talk to someone on a, on a baseline level without, you know, spouting textbook facts and, you know, stuff that maybe they just didn't learn because either it wasn't part of their upbringing or or whatever the case is. I, and I don't, I don't have a solution for it. (laughs) Kind of like saying, look, yeah, I I agree with you guys about that. And it's like the, you just have to talk to people and you're never going to win over everybody. Right. But if, if, you know, a lot of times too, I think it's, Hey, I'm, you know, a person's rights are being violated one way. The person standing next to you, their rights are also being violated, but in a different way. Chances are they're being violated by the same person or the same mm-hmm. company, right? Or the same, you know, political structure or whatever it is. So it's like, okay, we have these things happening to us. Let's figure out, you know, don't say mine's more important than yours. It's we're equal in this that we're both mm-hmm. having our rights violated. Let's figure out how to get that changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I want to, I want to clarify that like to the most of the people in our audience, go ahead and make fun of them all you fucking want with, with your buddies, with your friends, like on Twitter, you want to do that. It's fine. I'm more so talking about the left influencers, pundits, politicians. I think that's who dropped the ball on this because mm-hmm. yeah, there's plenty of like, yeah, fucking make fun of everyone. I make fun of everyone. I, I, I We make fun of each other. Like, like it, it doesn't really matter. It's the, the people with a voice, the people with a platform, I felt like dropped the ball on this one. Um, but yeah, of course, make fun of everyone all the time. Laugh as much as possible in this life. Make <laughs> yeah. fun of everyone all the time. <laughs> what a motto. <laughs> life sucks. At least yeah. laugh about it. 